Hey guys, I'm Jude. And I'm Asia. And we are the Sephoros. Now, we've always wanted to start a podcast, and we wanted that podcast to be about relationships and about culture and about God and so much more. Um, and the goal of it was to really kind of encourage others and help others along the way, as well as we also gain in some encouragement and help from others. We have known each other for over 10 years, and we've learned a lot. So we want to talk about it and share some of what we've been through in hopes that it will bless and encourage you. Now, along the way, we're going to talk to a whole bunch of our friends, as well as some experts in, you know, different topics and different areas that we're going to be sharing. All the while sipping on some virgin cocktails. You know, because we don't drink alcohol. Yeah. (laughs) All right, guys, this is Virgin Nightcap. Toodles. Red box. And just like that, we have started the recording. Howdy, y'all. You know, I think it's funny. I think almost every episode, I don't want to say every episode, but it feels that way. Every time I hit record, I record while you're singing something. Oh, no, man. It's what I do when I'm bored and waiting. Wow. That just makes it seem like you're bored doing this. No, no, no. I'm not bored doing this, but just waiting to start it. Mm. I am. It was funny because the other day I was thinking, do I have ADHD? I don't claim it or receive it. It's such a random thing to think for yourself. but But like, I have a hard time sitting still. Like. Or just not doing anything. Like, just not doing anything. So, like, today at rehearsal, for instance, our choir director was talking. And I could not. I was, like, rocking back and forth. And, like, t- like playing with my hands. And, like, but I just kept rocking back and forth because I didn't want to sit there still. And let's just, like, listen. <laughs> I think you're fine. I might pull your microphone in closer because you're you're seated a little further back than hi you were before. I think it's okay. okay then I shall leave it. Um, what are our drinks say? This looks like honestly very watered down. I am not excited for it. You know why I'm not excited for it? We might have to remake the drink. Because when you uh, put the mango thing in the thing, in the cup, I did not like the way it tasted. <laughs> so if this tastes anything like, you know why? Because first of all, it says it has zero sugar on the bottle, but it's sweet. But it tastes, the sweetness tastes like that fake sugar like that Splenda mm, yeah. uh, the pink stuff the stuff that gives you cancer you don't, yeah. it doesn't give you cancer it, it, but it tastes like it tastes like it, that right. you know what we should have done which is terrible lot, so I have a lot of fruit that I use to make smoothies mm-hmm. in the fridge we should we should have like pureed like the mangoes in there but we have to do it before the kids go to sleep yes I because... mean obviously doing it now would have been Unless we, unless we do a, uh, what is that called, a mortise and... No, well, it's frozen. I mean, we'd have to heat it up, I think, yeah. in the microwave or on the stove. But either way, you know, maybe one day when we have our huge house and the kids are upstairs and we're downstairs in the kitchen or whatever. Basement, where we'll be recording in the basement. Or basement where they won't hear a thing. We could be like... <laughs> <laughs> Blender ice. Yeah. Clink, clink, clink. Clink, clink, clink. Should we try the drinks? I know we're not excited, but should we try it? I mean, sure. I was honestly... All right, so it's mango and grapefruit. Mm-hmm. Um, but the mango has that sugar that nobody likes. And I, I'm scared, but well, let's go. Cheers, everybody. Salud. Hmm. 
see, you know what? When you first take a sip of it, it's not that bad. But then that the, sugar the comes in. The aftertaste comes in. It like slowly creeps in and I don't like it. The best way to drink this is not to do small sips. You have to do nice gulps. You have to do one long continuous gulp. <laughs> it's good until the aftertaste. Right. What is that I about? do like the fact that we did not add the sugar because I would have been upset. Oh, Lord. That would have been very sweet. Okay. Diabetes. I feel like we've been we've been missing a lot on the drinks lately. I we've been trying. We've been missing a lot, though. Okay. So, so. today's episode. Mm-hmm. We thought it'd be interesting. So if you didn't, you know, listen to the last one, you should go check it out. We had a conversation with one of our friends, Ama. Awesome, awesome conversation about red flags in relationships. Yes. I, you know, I talked about my red flags, your red flags, and she talked about her red flags. Excuse me. And it was just, it was always interesting to just kind of have a conversation with someone about their point of view and then also their experiences. It helps us as kind of the host of this show to understand that, hey, there are people going through the same thing that, you know, as we're, you know, from what we're talking about, there are a lot of people experiencing it too. Yeah, totes. Um, And it also helps us to know whether we're on the right track with our conversations. Mm -hmm. So it's good to know that. Yes. We're we're on the right track. So today. And she's an avid listener. Oh, she's an avid listener. She has listened to every episode. I appreciate that. Um, and what do just, they do when they, um, like when YouTubers are like, oh, my fan base, they give their fan base a nickname. We're, we're not going to do that. <laughs> What's going to be? <laughs> um, I do want to say mm-hmm. thank you to everyone who has listened to our episode. So recently we've been getting a lot of people, we've been getting text messages mm-hmm. from people saying, Hey, I'm listening to your, your podcast. Right, it's right. really, really awesome. It's funny. I'm having, I, I think the conversations are great. Like I, I think that's great. I think it's awesome that we've been, we've been getting kind of that uh, or people have been having enjoying that experience with it. So mm-hmm. that's awesome. <laughs> um, we're gonna we're gonna do our best to to do more. Yes, we already have a lot of things lined up. Yes. What episode are we on? By episode the way? twelve. Twelve. This is number twelve. We only have a few more left we in this, have in this a season. Few more in the season. And we have a couple people lined up for the next few episodes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so we're really excited about that. Like to be honest, this episode that we're about to record, we could have recorded with some of the people we have coming up. Mm. But I think we have something better in store for them later on. Um, but for now, we wanted to talk about soulmates. Mm-hmm. Is it real? Is it fake? Is it something created by the media? No, I'm just kidding. What <laughs> is it? Yeah, they're, yeah, yeah. Especially as like Christians. Mm-hmm. How do we feel about soulmates? What do we, so it's funny. What do we think? When mm-hmm. you and I first met, mm-hmm. I did not believe in soulmates. And then mm-hmm. you got upset with me for not believing <laughs> in soulmates. Mm-hmm. And I remember I had to just like, all right, look, you have to give me some time to think about this. I'm not about to just like change my decision just right here, right now, <laughs> just because you're upset with me. You I know? was upset, yeah. But I really did have to kind of take some time to really think about it. I did too. Right. And I think... We've both kind of changed mm-hmm. our stands on it over the time, over the years. Mm-hmm. For those of you who don't know, Asia and I have known each other for over 10 years now, 11 years now, technically. Mm-hmm. 2012, okay. 2012 is when we started dating, so that means 2022 would have been 10 years. Jeez. Now that it's 2023, it makes it 11 years. Oh my goodness, really? We've known each other for 11 years. We've yeah. been married for six and we dated for Back four. Back when we were skinny. Jeez, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We dated for, we were engaged for a year. Mm-hmm. And now we've been married for six. Yeah. I'm good with numbers. You are. It's attractive. 
<laughs> oh, did you see the way he added those two numbers together? Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's how I knew he was my soulmate. <laughs> it's tough, nerdy to me. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Um, <laughs> but, you know, that whole conversation of soulmates, I remember when it first came up, you're like, you don't believe you're my soulmate? I'm just like, I don't, I don't really believe in soulmates. Mm-hmm. And I think... This was before I even heard preaching about this. Mm. This is just kind of like how I experienced what it means to be together. Again, from the outside looking in, Mm -hmm. in my household. Sure. Watching my parents, you know, I, I don't think the topic of soulmates ever came up. Or mm-hmm. was ever said. Mm-hmm. So in my head, I'm just like, there's no such thing as soulmates. Soulmates is just two people who come together who are willing to tough it out no matter what comes up. Mm-hmm. And then I met you. And then I started feeling a, diff- a little different about that. Mm. Especially after I told you, no, I don't believe in soulmates. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so boy. let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Do you remember when we first had that conversation with my soulmates? I remember having the conversation, but please don't ask me what was said because you I don't, don't remember that. Well, I'm more so want to want to see, want to know. Obviously, mm-hmm. again, you got upset with me, but I really want to know like what what your thoughts about it was. Like, why did at you the get time? So, yeah, I think the reason why I got so upset with it at the time, clearly, as we know from previous episodes, I was much more sensitive. About things. <laughs> I had my, uh, uh, I was more reactive to things. What? Um, in I guess our, I would say maturity in the relationship, you know. But, um, I think the the reason why I was. So so upset is because I took it very personally like and I took the idea of soulmates very personally and I probably had more of like a Disney movie type like uh, idea of soulmates like fairy tale and and I think one like big thing too was I saw my mom and my dad as soulmates mm-hmm. you know and what it what it m- meant to like truly be in love with another person and feel like that's the only person in the world that could make you happy even after they're gone you know right. even after they're gone for years that's the only person who just fit you know and um and i and so having the feelings that i did have for you and you being like i don't you're crazy like oh my god this girl's crazy i was just like what does he like because to me it then it felt like oh then i'm replaceable Weird as it might seem, I'm disposable or, you know, or dis- dispensable because he doesn't see me as his soulmate. He doesn't see me as like the love of his life, whatever, whatever. So he could just go find some other chick. <laughs> All right. So don't get mad. Huh? But technically, that is what it is. When you're in a relationship with someone, both parties can leave the picture at any point in time one person can say you know what i don't want to i don't want to do this anymore it, that's essentially what it is to say that to say that there is such things as a soulmate to, is to say that every that every other relationship you will ever be in is impossible to work out if that person is not your one person that's that's meant to be with you forever you know and i think that's where a lot of times people get confused when you are in a serious relationship with someone that, you know, marriage is a topic or marriage becomes something, that means 
you have found someone that you feel is best for you. Mm-hmm. Someone that you are willing to put up with whatever it is that they may have, whatever baggages that they may bring to the table. Because that's essentially what it is when you marry someone. You're, you're saying that whatever it is that you're dealing with, I'm willing to deal with it with you. Yeah. That does not mean that they are your soulmate because you can be that way with anybody that you meet. Mm. Yeah, you can. Mm. Maybe I'll not, let you continue, no, no, but not everybody. Not you're right. Maybe not everybody that you meet, but a lot of people that you meet. Mm. What's with the what's your misgivings about that? I disagree. How so? I disagree. Well, I I think. I think I have it. Okay, so let me back backtrack a little bit because I would say that I don't believe this the same way about soulmates as I did. But I do think there is an element of it that is really real and scriptural. In that there's one person meant for you? Not yes and no. Yes and no. So, like, I think, I don't know why, but, like, I think of, like, remember in Song of Solomon? Remember in Song of Solomon uh, where they, uh, I think it was the guy, the guy was the anonymous person, um, was like, I have found the one whom my soul loves or longs for but i think it's i think it's loves mm-hmm. i found the one who my soul loves right um and i and i know the the bible talks about you know like marry who you think is best and wh- whatever right but we should probably look up the definition of soulmate like the dictionary definition but i i believe and hypothesize because <laughs> that um you know god knows everything about us he knows who we are going to become he knows what choices we're going to make, whether they're good or bad. But he says that, he also says that, I know the plans that I have for you, mm-hmm. right? And part of those plans are and prob- probably will be who you're going to marry, the children you're going to have. That's that. That's part of it, you know? Right. So and it, <clears throat> if you're like in, in ministry or something and your other person is helping you in ministry, the ministry that you're going to have together. So I think in a funny, non-direct way, it is almost, or if it's done according to God's plan, it is almost like a soulmate in the sense that this is the person that God that not only you found best but that God approved mm-hmm. you know so, um and I think when and to kind of mm-hmm. touch on the verse that you called up that you mentioned in mm-hmm, song mm-hmm, in song mm-hmm, of Solomon mm-hmm. Song of Solomon chapter three verse 4 mm-hmm. okay now this is New King James Version mm-hmm. okay New King James Version I'll read the King James <laughs> the ver- only version it should be written up <laughs> <laughs> so I'll read this and then I'll read the Amplified Version okay after this mm-hmm. okay uh, scarcely had I passed by them when I found the one I love I held him and would not let him go until I had brought him to the house of my mother and into the chamber of her whom conceived me. Okay. Mm-hmm. That was a new King James version. This is what the amplified version says. Scarcely I had passed them whom I found 
when I found him, whom my soul loves. This mm-hmm. is where you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, I held on to him and would not let him go until I had brought him to my mother's house and into the chamber of her who conceived me. So, you know, th- th- there are different versions of the Bible. <laughs> I'm sorry. Why, why, why did she feel the need to... Know, we all know that she's your mother. Yes, we all know she bore you. Right. But the, I just had to add it in that the, yeah. I'm taking you to the chamber of we, my mother who... We, we, we would have to read more to completely understand. We would, have to, we would have to like spend time meditating if on that to figure out. If you ever had any doubts. Right. <laughs> but I find it interesting... And we all know that there are different versions of the Bible mm-hmm. that are brought out to help us better understand mm-hmm. what the things meaning. are sometimes. Yeah, meaning. Because when you read King James, ooh, man, it feels like you're reading Shakespeare sometimes. It is written in that. Not quite. Shakespeare is, is a lot more difficult than King James. But but that's why that's why I really like the New King James. That's why like even you and I, we try to buy New King James versions of the Bible for our kids especially mm-hmm. when it comes time to read it, mm-hmm. read it to them, because we want them to understand what it is that they're reading. We don't want them to be, and I will, if, and, and like, it's sometimes, like, it's difficult. It does. But when you're reading it, you, and we both really trust New King James, mm-hmm. you know? So I find it interesting that in New King James, mm. even though, the amplified version mentions the one whom my soul loves. It doesn't say the one whom is my soulmate, the one whom my soul loves. I think that is very different from soulmate. Yeah, but yeah, but, mm, yes, in the in the sense. But I find it curious that it didn't in that particular version. It didn't just say the one like who, the New King James. I found the, the one, one who I, I love. love. Like, why did they choose the word? Because my soul. Like because, that just seems and, and so think, much. And I think that's. And I think this profound. is why. Right, but this is why when you and I first had the conversation, mm-hmm. I said, you need to give me time to like really meditate on this because mm-hmm. I really wanted to kind of think about mm-hmm. what the term soulmates meant, mm-hmm. how it was being used and, and, and particularly in, in conversations and, and with you and I within our conversation, what that meant to us. Mm-hmm. And that's why I ended up coming back and saying, you know what? I think I do believe in soulmate because I do love you. I want to spend the rest of my life with you. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine myself with anybody else. Right. And by me saying I can't imagine myself with anybody else, that's also me saying I don't want to imagine myself with anybody else. You are the one for me that I want to spend. You are the one person right now in my life that I can truly say I want to go through everything with you. Mm -hmm. The good, the bad, the ugly, everything. I want to go through it with you, right? So in that sense, I'm basically saying – Yep. That I am giving you my all. Yes. You know, the Bible tells us husbands love your wife the way that Christ loves the church. Mm -hmm. Now, Christ loved the church so much, he He died for the church. Mm -hmm. If that does not show, if that's not a sign of you saying that I will give you my soul, my life, then I don't know what else that means. Love your wife. As Christ loves the church. Now, it doesn't say love your soulmate as Christ loves the church. Mm -hmm. It's telling you love your wife. And then when you read the Bible, it tells you marry whom you think best. Yes. So if we look at both both of those, Mm -hmm. the Bible is telling you find someone that is good for you. Mm -hmm. All right. Find someone who you feel is best. Now, Mm -hmm. use some common sense. We already had the red flags episodes. (laughs) All right. If the person clearly is not good for you, let him keep walking by. Let him go. Let him pass on by. All right. Baby, bye, bye, bye. <laughs> but, but no, but that's an important thing to, to remember. Yes. If the Bible tells you to marry who you think best, they might have money. Mm-hmm. They might have cars. Mm-hmm. They might have the clout. Mm-hmm. But are they good for you? Mm-hmm. If they're not, let them pass. Let mm-hmm. them keep going. Once you find someone who you find best, that's when... You now, as a husband, need to love them as Christ would, right. as Christ did the church, which mm-hmm. means at that point, you have decided to allow them. Yes. So, yes. I, if, can we insert an applause? <laughs> Sorry. But no, but, but, and the reason why I say that is that could be anybody. 
you can you can date someone that's just like you know what you snore like a machine gun <laughs> is best friends with a chainsaw and they're both talking at a concert that's, that's how loud you snort like, but everything else about you is wonderful i find you amazing you're a great person i'll just you're a great never business. sleep again yeah. <laughs> i just i'm just awake for the rest of my life if that snoring is a deal breaker mm-hmm. then let them pass on but if everything else about them is great and you can say that i can see myself with you that person is not best for you and now you can say that i can give as a husband, I can give my life for this person. Mm-hmm. Now, you could very well have said, I'm going to let you go. That person, again, was perfect. For, it would have been perfect for you. Now, you run into someone else. They don't snore. But, man, their feet is something else. There's no such thing as cuddling with them because their yeah, feet will you cut you. Yeah, but no, these, these I, are again, bad examples I, because... I, and, and I purposely use those extreme examples to just kind of... No, but they're not good examples so? because... Because number one, if we're doing if we're doing things like you know, yes, I'm only concentrating on physical aspects. Yes. Yes. Okay, so then you want me to focus on something that is a lot more important. Well, yes, because also too, uh, if you're if you guys are dating and you decide that I love, I love everything about you, blah 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 blah, right? So and you get married, you get married. No, but you get married. And then you sleep with them for the first time. You're in the bed with them for the first time. And then all of a sudden they're chainsaw and hammer and nail gun and <laughs> jackhammer, you know. What construction site. Is that going to be like that's something that you're going to have to work through. Or, this is true. You know, get them, go to the doctor and get some help. <laughs> well, okay. Then let me use this one. You You find someone, you start dating and you start noticing that. They're not, they're not the best with their finances. They're not very bad, but they need help with their finances. Mm-hmm. They need to work on that. Now, that could be a deal breaker for you because you don't want to necessarily marry someone that you're going to find yourself in a financial bind with. That could, that's a serious thing. That's a big problem. It, it could be, but I feel like you would know that before getting married. But that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying that as an example of something that could be a deal breaker for you saying, yes, I do or whatever. Mm. Right. Versus finding someone that. I guess I think the point is, is that you should know what the deal breaker is or notice the deal breaker well, prior no, to. That's, like that's, for instance, for, for me, a more realistic deal breaker is you're not a Christian. Right. And, that's and, an automatic and again, no, I'm, I'm more so trying to come up with examples about how one person could be a good person for you. Like person one could be a good person for you to marry just as person two is a good person for you to marry. But each one of them have different things that may have been deal breakers with you. But that's what I mean. So like, for instance, with the Christianity thing, mm-hmm. um, you could meet someone that is just like... Tens on all every, the boxes, yeah. ticks all the boxes, but, but they're not a Christian. They're an atheist, strong atheist. Not even like ah, maybe I'll go to church with you. No, I read, uh, I read horoscopes, and <laughs> I <laughs> don't care about church. Don't care about God. Don't take me there. You know, just adamant, right? But everything else about them, you get along well with them. Your personalities click. They light up your life. They're beautiful, handsome, whatever. Have a good job. Have everything together. Don't have any problems. Don't have any like situations. But they're not a Christian. Then they're obviously still as perfect as they may seem. Are not the one for you. You know. But that. But that's. But but that's what I mean. Like, but okay. The, the reason why so I do, many people out there. The reason there, why I didn't use that as an example is we're talking about this from the standpoint of Christians. Yes. You know, when you find someone as a Christian, you want to find a believer. Mm-hmm. So, right then and there, we know that no matter what we're talking about mm-hmm. here, no matter who we're talking about, that's that's a that's just a given. You're both Christians. Mm-hmm. Now. Upon finding out you're both Christians, what else could be a deal breaker mm-hmm. between one person and another, even though they're both great people? 
at the end of the day, you have to decide, yes, I want to spend the rest of my life with you versus no, I don't want to spend the rest of my life with you because of this. No matter what it is, you have to make the decision. Mm-hmm. It's not one person that is ticking every box for you. There might be two people who ticks every box for you that mm-hmm. can, you can say that, yes, I want to marry them. But maybe there's just that one thing that's just like, mm, no, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. I can't do it. Mm-hmm. This is what I mean by there's no such thing as soulmate. There's such things as you saying, you meeting someone and then you're saying, I am willing to work through whatever it is that mm-hmm. I, I haven't checked off on the box yet. Yes, but that's, but so that's what but brings. But upon completion, upon find, realizing that, yes, I want to spend the rest of my mm-hmm. life with you. Maybe then you can say, yes, you have now become the person whom my soul loves. Right. But I feel like that is like bringing the fairy tale idea of soulmates, you know, Cinderella, Prince Charming, right? All that jazz Mm -hmm. to reality in the sense that you do have a choice. It is a very important decision. And, um, it's not like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, it's not just, it's not just a, a black and white scenario, you know? It's, um, it's using critical thinking. It's praying about it. It's putting in the work mm. right because nothing's just magically i mean look at us nothing just magically came together you know it like we went through, we, we went through our struggles we went through stuff that to be went, honest most people so for some people i think i went through stuff with you that if i had gone through it with some of my past people relationships yeah, but i would have no. been like see more reason why I don't want to spend the exactly. rest of my life with you. Exactly. But that's the point I'm trying to make. Why is it that with you, I'm willing to put up with it, mm-hmm. but with someone else, I'm not willing to put up with it? Yeah. But then there were other people too in my past that if I had gone through the same thing, I would have been like, oh, I'm willing to put up with it because of you. Mm-hmm. But I still chose you mm-hmm. because there are aspects of them that I am not willing to put up with it, even though whatever it is that you and I went through, sure. that I'm willing to put up with you, I'm willing to put up with them. There are some other things that I'm just like, I'm willing nah, to nah, put nah, up nah. with you. No, no, no. Yeah, I, I hear how that sounds. Should we change the phrase? No, <laughs> I hear how that sounds. No, but 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 that's what but that's what I mean. It's just like it it the the whole idea of soulmates and this just one person being the one in in a way. Sure. Yes. It puts way too much pressure but, on making sure, because I think that's why sometimes people remain single for for so long, because you're looking for a soulmate. You're looking for Mr. Perfect. Like, so there's but, a, mm-hmm. sorry, there's a story, a friend of ours, um, she was, um, she came to our wedding. She, she actually spent a couple summers with my family, um, she told us a story about someone in her church back in Ghana mm-hmm. who's very picky. Mm-hmm. Oh, this person's not good for me. This person's not good for me. And she would come up with like reasons. Yeah. And most of the time, the reasons that she would say no to a lot of people, mm-hmm. is she goes, oh, I can't have that as my last name. No way. Those, those wow. no, I can't even pronounce that. In the end, she turned out so many people. The one that she finally did marry had a worse last name <laughs> than anybody else that had ever come along. Not to say the other people weren't good guys. They were great. Mm-hmm. It's just the last name was a deal breaker for her. So she said no. So when she decided that, all right, you know what? I need to stop looking for Mr. Perfect mm-hmm. in terms of I need to stop looking for the perfect last name. Yeah. And just accept the man that God has put in my life yep. as the man that can help me and I can help him. Yeah. Then that last name all of a sudden becomes the best last name. Mm-hmm. Because you've decided to put put away those childish things, mm-hmm. those so-called soulmate checklists. Yeah. 
and you then were able to find the right man, the right woman. Well, that's that's the thing too. It's not, it's not like what we want is important. Of course, but I think and and I'm just I'm not talking about like all the secular folk because I I don't know how secular people do it. <laughs> but and I say that not to not to say that like um you know not to say like I don't know how secular people have relationships because I do I have like like we all have no secular people or people who are not religious at all and what goes on in their lives but like when you don't have God when you don't have your spirituality but mainly God grounding Mm -hmm. and rooting the whole situation Mm -hmm. and making everything um, unified and just under his covering I this is why I feel like there's so much chaos out there in the dating world, especially amongst like our secular brothers and sisters, because there's just like divorce and and it's unfortunately it's leeching a lot into um, uh, Christian marriages just because you have imperfect people. Of course, I mean we're all humans. The wrong decisions, but the idea is is when you are having God take the lead, he holds everything together Mm. and keeps everything together. And as long as you like keep going back to him, if you and your husband, you and your wife are struggling with something, you go to God for the answer. You go to the scripture for the answer. You get together. You talk about it. You work it out. And then keep moving. And it's just like this cycle, Mm. right? But as long as you have God at the center, he's holding everything together. So it's like, I can't, I can't even imagine. (laughs) Like People out there must be suffering, you know? in their relationships and you see it all the time. Right. And okay. So I'm going to use this analogy. I think finding the right person, Mm -hmm. if we look at it as like finding the right home to live in, Mm -hmm. you could, especially like, let's, let's, let's even look at it at this current market that we, that we're in. It is so difficult to find a house. Sometimes you have to put down so much money, so much money, so much money over asking Mm -hmm. that by the time you finally get a house, you decided to just settle on the house Mm -hmm. and then over time work on it. Mm -hmm. Now, if you're picky about the first few houses that come up, Mm-hmm. If you're nitpicky about certain things, like, oh, I could never live in a house that has, uh, that doesn't have a fireplace. Like, well, okay, this was a great house, but because it doesn't have a fireplace, you're going to say no to it. And it could have been the house that you could have obtained. Mm-hmm. But you're, you're, you're being so nitpicky about certain things that you're saying, oh, no, there's one perfect house for me. Mm-hmm. It has to have all these things in there. That's my perfect house. Okay. You're never going to find that perfect house. What you're going to find is something close to it that you can work on for it to become your perfect house. Mm. Or you just build it. Right? So a lot of the times we need to... We, but it we takes can, work. It takes work. We mm-hmm. need to look at that, look at our relationships in the same way. You can find the so-called perfect man, perfect woman who ticks off every single mm-hmm. check mark. Or you can find someone who has the majority of the stuff that you need, the important things that you need, mm-hmm. that you can then work on. Just as how when you and I, once you and I were married, yep. you then have to start working on me. Yep. Just as I then have to start working on you. We're working mm-hmm. on each other as we're working on ourselves. Yep. That's very important. Mm-hmm. In the same way that you find that house, you're going to work on that house. That perfect. You're going to work on that house for it to become perfect. Mm-hmm. If you decide to keep passing, passing, passing all houses that are great for you, mm-hmm. and you finally get a house that is just like, you know what? Let me just buy this house. You're going to realize that you have to put in 
so much more work mm-hmm. because you passed on all these other ones. Mm-hmm. You and have to put in so much work on this house that you now have that mm-hmm. if you had opened your eyes earlier, mm-hmm. you could have seen that, oh, you know what? This house was actually good for me. If we had this one, I would have been, we would have had our perfect house in a year. Right. But now, because we have this house, we're going to have our perfect house in five years. Now, right. nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. In the same way, like with relationships, there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with saying, oh, you passed on someone who could have been your ideal husband within a year. Mm-hmm. But now you're with someone that maybe is going to take you three years. There's nothing wrong with that because in that process of working on each other, you will learn so much that you will grow from mm-hmm. that you maybe not have, would have experienced it if you had gotten right. with the first person. But again, it doesn't make one better than the other. It just makes it that you have to work more, more. with one than the other. Right. And I think... That's how we need. That's the one of the reasons why we need to get rid of the term soulmates. Find whom you think best, marry yeah. them, and work on each other. We should probably get rid of this the soulmate word, but I do still think there's something to it. You know, because I, agree. I mean, look, clearly there because, is something to well, it. Even if you think about the covenant of marriage of marriage the two becoming one that is super symbolic and it's it's much more than skin deep that is truly a spiritual unification between two persons Uh you know um so i think there is obviously an element of that but you're definitely you're definitely um, cultivating it. You know what I mean? Like you come together spiritually under the unification of marriage and then you cultivate your relationship, your marriage. So I just decided I went on Bible Gateway, which is, I love Bible Gateway. (laughs) Um, And I typed, and you can always do searches so like rather yeah. you know i did searches for and i think i'm looking at the niv maybe let me change it to like mm-hmm. um amplified or something what do you look for and see if the term soulmate shows up in the bible no matter what version i look up the term soulmate does not does exist not in the bible yeah it's not there it's not an actual term it's something that we human beings have made up oh this is my soulmate you know what? i said i was gonna look up the definition let me see but yeah, the term soulmate does not exist in the Bible, which is our handbook to life. <laughs> which I find interesting. God is like, I'm your soulmate. <laughs> so the, t- the definition soulmate, according to Oxford mm-hmm. Dictionary, a person ideally suited to another as a close friend or a romantic partner. I mean, yeah. You know, I get why the term soulmate was created, but it's not real. It doesn't really exist. I think the fan the fantasy behind it is not real. Right. Because I feel because like it implies that this person is is one hundred percent perfect when you meet them. Tailor made. Yeah. Like, like they are a hundred percent perfectly made for you. Together for you. Just for you. Yeah, because believe it or not, babe, if you and I are soulmates, I would never snore. Because you want to know why? Sometimes I can tell that you're like, man, this guy is a chainsaw. Sometimes I wake up and we have guests around, like like family guests. Yeah. And they all look at me like, hmm, you're up. And I'm like, dude, and I, I'll ask questions like, did I snore? <laughs> and then they, everyone will laugh. And I can tell the look on your face like, yeah, you're snoring. <laughs> you're, you're snoring pretty loud. <laughs> no, but sometimes like you're scared, you scare me. It, it Especially dep- when you... It depends on how I, how I sleep. Like, I remember it when does. we went to the hospital mm-hmm. for when our second born and we... <laughs> our people, second born. People, like, you don't understand how loud I was snoring. Oh, my goodness. I was snoring so loud, I woke myself up. <laughs> like you know, when when you're snoring, I, this is how, this is how I woke myself up. I'm like, oh, 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 and then I did one of the snores. So I went, oh, 
that store woke me up i'm like oh my goodness you do that like i feel like if you're if you're if my head is back if my head is back yeah yeah the way you snore is like yeah holy moly (laughs) i remember when i saw in high school in high school yeah it's pretty bad i mean i think it doesn't help it's gotten worse it's gotten worse because i've gained so much weight (laughs) so i need to i need to lose the weight that would help but i remember in high school I used to sleep in class all the time because mm-hmm. I was just so bored. Like, like high school, I know you said high school was like, felt like college to you. Mm-hmm. High school for me was like, why am I even here? I know I'm going to pass this class. I know I'm going to pass. It doesn't matter why. I might. Like oh I was so God. bored. I used to sleep in class all the time mm-hmm. and I found the perfect technique to sleep in class without like falling over or like feeling like you're falling or anything mm-hmm. like that. My technique was I used to fold my hands Mm-hmm. And I used to bow my head. Mm-hmm. Right then and there, the folding of the hands somehow stabilized me. And so you went with my head bowed, I didn't snore. I could sleep in class, and no one would know I was asleep. Which seems weird because I feel I like know you that, feel like you're closing off windpipes, like you're closing but, it. And this, you're opening it. Well, the problem is when my head is back. What happens is your tongue then slides back. That's what causes. That's creepy. No, but that's that's what causes the the snoring to be I worse. I hate for me. anatomy. <laughs> uh, stupid biology. I um, really is so gross to me. Your tongue slides back into your throat. Ew. But whenever I lean forward, I never snore, and I'd be able to sleep in forty five minutes. Forty five minutes, just sitting in class, getting a per- a good nap. <laughs> but. Over the years, sometimes I'm so tired that I just kind of lean back, and next thing I know, I'm out. When I was in high school, I used to plan those naps. I'm just like, you know what? I'm tired. So because I'm tired, I'm not going to lean back. I'm going to lean forward, fold my arms, and take a quick nap. But now, I just be falling asleep like (laughs) nobody's business, and it always seems to happen when my head is tilted back. Oh, my goodness. But... For you, that was not something that was like there. Yeah, I think I think I snored a little mm-hmm. when I first met you, but I don't think I snored that loud, um, no, as don't. loud as I do now. And like I remember when we when when we were in college, like say if we're watching a movie or something with and friends, if I fell asleep, I wasn't snoring. Like I, you mm-hmm. probably you, it just sounded like I was breathing very heavily, mm-hmm. and that was it. Mm-hmm. But I didn't snore, mm-hmm. and you know, like, and that's like where and I don't know whether maybe it was like my body's way of just like realizing realizing that we're with around a whole bunch of people, so don't snore. But regardless, yeah. I just I never snored. Sure. And when we first got married, I didn't really snore either. Yeah, once I started, once I started gaining the weight, that became a different story. Um, but. I'm sure you didn't sign up for <laughs> for I the mean, chainsaw that you currently no, experienced. But as I'm saying, I'm sure you didn't you didn't sign up for the chainsaw that you experienced. But it's not a deal breaker. It's not it's not a deal breaker <laughs> for you. And I think the reason why it's not a deal breaker for you is because like there were so many other things that for you I checked off that you're just like, even if he does snore, it doesn't matter. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. But for some people like they're looking for Mr. Perfect, Mr. Perfect, Mr. Yeah. Perfect. Now I'm sure even if I did snore like this back then, mm-hmm. I still we still would have been married. Yeah, of course. But you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Even if I was at we were like like the times I had fallen asleep like around our friends while we we're watching a movie or watching a football game or something, I'm sure it wouldn't have been like you know what I don't see myself marrying this guy because I'm not about to do this for the rest of my life. Like I'm sure we would still have been married. Mm-hmm. But imagine if you're just like nope. You didn't take off this check this box here, so I gotta move on and find someone else. We wouldn't have our two beautiful kids that we yeah. have. Like you, you know what I mean? We, yeah. we would have missed out on so many things with each other. Mm-hmm. Now that's not to say that whoever else you did find would not have been good for you. Mm-hmm. But guess what? If I may quote Kanye, I guess we'll never know. What? When he won his first Grammy, people were asking him, like, Kanye, what are you going to do if you don't win? What are you going to do if you're going to win? So when he came up to the, on stage to accept his, his Grammy, he was like, you know, people were asking me, what am I going to do if I don't win? What am I going to do if I don't win? 
I guess we'll never know. And then walks off stage. That's the greatest acceptance speech ever. Yeah, <laughs> that is the greatest acceptance speech ever. Where? But like, in the same way, that's why I said if I may quote Kanye, I guess we'll never know because <laughs> we, we got married. We have we two got beautiful married, kids. We have two kids and never mind. <laughs> but you know, we're 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 approaching fifty wow, we've been talking for an hour. No way, really? It's been fifty minutes. It hasn't felt like so, that. I feel like we just started. Hey. All right, so we're we're getting we're getting close to the end here. Do you have anything else to say about how you feel about soulmates or? I don't know. That's just how I feel, and. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's just how I feel. It is what it is. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't know what else to say. It's it's, it's um. Well, tell us. We want we want to know how, what you guys think. Yeah. If you guys can comment, you know what? We, oh God! By the way, we have an Instagram <laughs> that has nothing on it. Oh my! Word. We we are so bad. Like we're not social media. I don't people. have Instagram. Yeah, we're not social media people, but we need to become social media. I'm people. doing this for you. Yeah, we're gonna start doing this for you. So we're gonna. I think with this episode, we'll post about this episode on IG, and if you can, just follow us. Let me see if I can actually pull it up now. So by the time oh you guys my, get this, oh my goodness, you'll yeah, have it and then, all. And then tell us what you think about soulmates. What's your thoughts about soulmates? I wonder what the origin of the term. Let's look it up. The origin of the term. So I bet you it's like witchcraft. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So before before you pull it up, yeah. you know we're gonna post about this on our IG page. Just find us on Instagram. You can look up. Virgin Nightcap, V I R G I N N I G H T C A P, Virgin Nightcap. Um, so you can look us up on Instagram and just comment on what you think, whether you think soulmates are real or not. Because we we'd be we'd be interested to kind of hear your stance on it. Have you found? Its origins. It's, its origin. Soulmate etymology. Dictionary. That's a thing. All right. Soulmate. 1822 as soulmate. First in Coleridge. One word form. Uh, from early 20th century. 20th century is when soulmates was created? I guess. Interesting. Let me see here. It's like breaking everything down. This, this is probably not what I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. It means a person with whom one has a strong affinity, according to Random House Webster College Dictionary. Dictionary. The idea of searching for a soulmate dates back to the ancient Greeks, according to Malcolm Wilson, a university classics professor. This quest's origin is told in the myth of Aristophanes in Plato's Symposium. So it was first it was first brought up in a play. Plato's Symposium. Is that a play? I don't think it's a play. What is that? A story. But the, there's a quote from Plato's Symposium. Human being. Ugh. Human beings were originally round, eight-limbed creatures with two faces and two sets of genitals. That is oh, terrifying. No, they're, they're talking about two people in the middle of intercourse. Uh, eight-limbed creatures with two one, faces two, three, and four. two sets of genitals? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. 
two faces. I don't know. We have to talk about this. Let me finish. Let me finish the quote. Beast with two backs. The story says they were powerful and ambitious, and in order to reduce their strength, Zeus had cut them in two. Yeah. Yeah, they were combined as one, and yes. it's like it's like the oh no, I I understand, I understand creation what, right. I understand what afterwards what saying. the split pairs clung together in desperate attempt to reunite. Zeus took pity on their incurable longing and created intercourse, allowing the separated halves to temporarily experience. The ecstasy of completion again? Dag, Plato. <laughs> so weird. Sorry. I hope there are no like underage listeners. I wasn't expecting that to. Where's the soulmate part <laughs> here? I guess that's the idea. Humans all have a void they wish to fill, he said. And the desire drives them to wander the earth in search of their missing halves. Oh, jeez. Oh, boy. He believes that in today's society, most people look for their soulmates in one person. So, yeah. So, he's... he's <laughs> that's a little bit much, but <laughs> he's... <laughs> But here, like talking about Zeus and stuff, I told you it's just witchcraft. <laughs> told you it was witchcraft. Two souls searching for one another to be whole again. He tried to pagan it up, pagan the scripture up. <laughs> but wasn't it wasn't Socrates the real person, and Plato was the made up person, or was it vice versa? Was Plato the real person? Your guess and Socrates is was uh, the made-up person for the stories. Your guess is literally as good as mine. I, I have no clue. I'm not gonna lie to you. I did not like philosophy. I think it was great. It was like a, a just a great class to have. I love, but I love philosophy. All right. Um, I think we've gone a little off track. <laughs> we spent we spent the last like ten minutes looking up stuff. So, oh my right. goodness! We're, we're gonna cut that part out. We're gonna cut that part out. So, um, I think I think we we. How much are you gonna cut out? We'll see. I have to listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, well, that's gonna be the episode. Soulmates. Yeah, pagan. that's gonna be the episode. <laughs> That's how we're ending it. <laughs> Soulmate is a sinner. No, I'm just kidding. Soulmate. I'm just kidding. Um, look, I think at the end of the day, the way we feel about what a soulmate is, is just, it's not an actual term we, we believe in, but we do believe that as Christians, you should find someone that you do find best, someone you do truly love, someone who's that, who does indeed share the faith with you. That should be first and foremost. That should not be a... Don't don't let that be a box that you're saying, ah, we'll check that off later. No, check that box out first. <laughs> Make sure you check that box off pretty quick. And quit. God should be included in this decision. Yes. Thank you very much. Yes. Oh, of course. Always always pray about the person. And never stay wrong. Always pray about the person. I always, I always say that like... Even even throughout our dating, mm-hmm. even though I was sure about you, I still wanted to make sure that God let this be your oh, will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so Remember, make sure make sure that there's there was a scripture. There's a really good scripture that I learned via song in Christian school. Mm-hmm. Do you want me to say it? Or do you want me to sing it? <laughs> <laughs> That's it, your choice. Okay. So the song went like this. <laughs> of course, you're gonna pick the song. <laughs> like this episode of Veggie Tales. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Oh, there were dance moves too. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He will make your path straight. That's how we're ending it. <laughs> Have a good night, folks. <laughs> Toodles. <laughs>